up, Paul's to the wall listeners. This is your host, Mike Paul. Um, just wanted to give a little bit of a heads up about the month of September. We, as a podcast, have gotten orders from the boys upstairs at Paul's to the Wall Incorporated to uh, take a 30-day hiatus of all things politics um, after this particular episode. Um, you know, it's just exhausting, not fun to talk about at certain points, and, you know, the world's going to hell, and that's all true and happening and whatnot, but um, it gets pretty exhausting, and uh, it's not very fun to talk about all the time. So I think it'll do uh, it'll do us a healthy service. It'll do all of you a healthy service to uh, talk about fun topics. We're going to put out episodes um, talking about other interests of ours. I got a couple planned uh, that are automotive-related. Um, Tyler may talk about some two-way uh, equipment and whatever else he chooses. Nick's big time into jiu-jitsu, MMA, you know, who knows, Bigfoot. Lochness. Who knows? I don't know. Nick, he's a, he's a big boy. He can pick whatever he wants. But um, yeah, it's a uh, it's just a good time to clear our heads, and you know, us not paying attention to politics for thirty days isn't going to stop the uh, authoritative takeover going on in the world. But um, in the meantime, we can have some fun and talk about other stuff. So yeah. So what else is going on? Oh yeah, we may get Dave Smith on the show. Got really close. He uh, he agreed to it on Twitter. I asked him, and he said, sure. Then I said, cool. Who do I contact to arrange this? It's been three days. Haven't, haven't heard anything back. But it's a strong maybe. Maybe not. It'd be cool if we did. Not a big deal if we don't. But, hey, that's something to look forward to. Maybe that'll happen next month. I will say, if Dave Smith does get back to me, We'll make an exception, and we'll talk politics when he comes on. But, yeah, that's about it. Um, kind of burned out of politics. I mean, I got into a fight with uh, my wife's aunts on Facebook while I was using my wife's Facebook, so they thought it was her, which was hilarious because my wife is not very political, even though she – agrees with most everything I pitched to her and she's really getting interested now and, and does align with, with, uh, our beliefs. Um, however, you know, it was, it was all started over the, she put a filter of unmask our children on the, on her Facebook profile and had a couple lefty ants come at her and I went full Tom Woods on her ass. And, uh, I like to, like to think I walked away with the W, you know, she got ratioed pretty bad. It was a, pretty proud moment it's kind of fun when you watch the people on twitter you know and you're follow liberty twitter and you're hanging around engaging and following the liberty heavyweights all the time and then you go to facebook and take on a you know boomer lefty ant so you know it's not really a fair match but uh they can be kind of fun it's kind of like um it's like scratching poison ivy you know, debating your wife's flower child aunt on Facebook about politics. It's like, you know you shouldn't touch it. You know you should just leave it alone. You know if you scratch it, it's just going to get itchier and spread and get angrier. But, oh, good Lord, when you are scratching it, it feels so good in the moment. But um, it's not, not an ideal situation for anybody. 
So it's a great time to take a break. However, this episode is with the cast of Tower Gang. We had uh, Toad, Nick Ashley, and Fat Dave Smith. See, we're getting really close to the real thing. Got the Fat Dave Smith out of the way. Got a strong maybe from the real Dave Smith. So we're shitting in some pretty high cotton these days over here at Paul's of the Wall. We've come a long way since our humble beginnings. But um, this episode with Tower Gang, great podcast. You guys should uh, check out, like, and subscribe their podcast as well. was a blast. And this is supposed to be episode number 69. Um, because although we are adults, we sometimes have the sense of humor of 14-year-old boys. However... If you look at the feed, it's actually not episode 69. It's episode number 65. Um, but, you know, I miscalculated my scheduling. What can I say? All right. But I'm going to pretend it's episode 69. You're going to pretend it's episode 69. And we're not going to have any problems. And we're going to chuckle about it like school children. So without further delay, please welcome the boys from Tower Gang. All right, guys. We are live with the long-awaited, highly-prized episode 69 with the Tower Gang guys and Nick <laughs> Ashley, who's like kind of, he's like the Ari Shafir of Tower Gang. Is that would you describe it that way, Nick? No, you're like you're I'm like the, Ari on Legion of Skanks. He's our I'm Jews, the one that so. makes all this shit happen. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> he, he's the Not Jew really. and he's the president, so he is Ari Shafir. I never, yeah, I never, I never thought about that. That is a great he, yeah, he is definitely the Ari Shafir. Comes in, yeah, causes that, chaos. That's about it. <laughs> no, I still, I think my favorite podcast moment from this year was the Fakertarian stream where oh. Nick did the whole Burger King shtick. <laughs> it was, it was amazing. I love that. Thank you. That was fun. Um, okay, so to kick this off, I wanted to get your guys' opinion. I know Afghanistan has been kind of talked to death, which is a shame because I think the most interesting stuff is kind of coming up. So this article from CNN. This is, to me, like the great Darwin Award. There are two dozen San Diego students who are stranded in Kabul, Afghanistan, with no way of getting out. And to me, that's just, that's like natural selection at its finest, right? <laughs> I mean, like this this past year, you couldn't like fly to other states in the U.S. or it was like highly frowned upon. But you can go to, into a war zone where you know that soon the U.S. is going to get pushed out. And like, I there's, I guess, like, 10,000 people, Americans that are stuck in there and we're supposed to feel bad. And I don't hope they die, but I mean, again, natural selection. Dude, Wait, what the hell would I do? How cheap there? must that, how much, yeah, but how cheap must that schooling be or how amazing should it be that there you is. could go there to get like fucking your schooling done? That makes no sense to me. Wait, which school is it again? University Some of San, San Diego. Diego San Diego State, Some like, maybe? Uh, yeah, I think it was college students. I think it was San Diego State. All right, well, there are a bunch of, yeah, coastal liberal elite college students, so fuck them all. <laughs> oh, I thought they were going, I thought it was Americans, like, picking the University of Kabul, and they're just like, yeah, I want that in my alma mater. Yeah, like, like studying I'm abroad. Really... Dude, you said 10,000 engineering program over there, not even joking. 10,000 liberals, just eliminate them all. 10,000? Yeah, Is that what you said? I thought you said 10,000. I've heard like 10,000, 15,000, and then this CNN article says 1,500 Americans stranded. Oh, so Americans total. From the school, you said two dozen, right? Yeah, two dozen okay, from yeah, the San Diego school. school. Oh, Jesus Christ. Mind. Neither of y'all listen. So, <laughs> you see what I fucking deal with? <laughs> I'm a little... Uh, not only that, but I'm I wanted little, to say... No, it's up, Tyler. I'm sorry, to man. the party here. Uh, what, are, are you talking about students in a... Yeah. Cut off really badly. Yeah. 
Did I? Yes. Students in Students Afghanistan. Students in Afghanistan. So what it well, I can now that the Taliban's back in charge, I would assume that uh femin, feminist studies is probably not gonna be the most popular major anymore. <laughs> well, it's, no, all, it's all the it's all it's it's just beheading classes now. They're just like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like well, the, the thing is, they're probably better off where they are right now to the Taliban, the women especially, because uh, if they were to, well, actually all of them, because if they were to come back to the U.S. and be forced to all wear burqas, and uh, I think under the Taliban they just have to wear the women just have to wear hijabs and the men don't have to wear anything on their face. So, yeah, dude, it's a bastion of freedom. Face. Unironically, the Taliban's doing a bunch of shit up. over there where they're like getting rid of, they're like, no vaccines, no masks, none of that shit. It's I saw yeah, somebody uh, posted, they were like, the women are uh, now required to like stay inside or something like that. And so I was just like, like oh, oh, I guess they are going to do lockdowns. It's different. It's different when we do it. <laughs> yeah. Dude, the we other do it thing... for a bad reason. Yeah, exactly. The other thing that's been uh, a red flag to me, I know a lot of people have been speculating like the conspiracy angle that they made it look really bad. So people have like this, oh, ending a war is bad thing. And I know a lot of people have talked about like how we left all of the equipment behind like Humvees. So now like the Taliban's riding around in our vehicles and everything. And to me, it's like, okay, it's too expensive to ship everything home, but you couldn't just have like every soldier just like take a, a glove full of sand and pour it in the oil port to sabotage the vehicle. Like it's <laughs> like 20 seconds and it's free. Cause there's like no shortage of sand in Afghanistan. Like it would well, be like no work at all. I love how the idea that a handful of sand can take down high tech military uh-huh. equipment. <laughs> 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 They're in sand all the time. What do you think? How, how do you think that works? I don't think sand. The- I think it, it's gotta be sugar in the gas tank, right? He said, I think sand in the oil port. Yeah, the, well, the ironic thing is, uh, the ironic tired, part man. is that uh, that's what Obama did for cash for clunkers. Like that's what they did to the cars that got turned in. Perfectly good cars that poor people could have bought. They poured silica sand down the cr- the crane cases and destroyed them. So it's kind of ironic <laughs> you thought of that because we did it to our own people. <laughs> yeah, but they did that because of Keynesian economics. <laughs> right. Oh, I do it out of any, you know. I you it's crazy to think that that was an actual thing that happened was the cash for clunkers. Like I was too young. Oh, yeah. Like I was, I'm only 25. So like when it yeah, when I was in cash seventh clunkers, or eighth grade or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, and I remember it happening. But then you look back on it now and you're like, oh wow, we really did just give money just to anybody that wanted it for their cars, and then we just destroyed yeah. them. <laughs> <For> yeah, <laughs> they outlawed, they yeah. outlawed cheap cars for poor people. Yeah, actually, yeah they, <laughs> they actually gave the cars to the Taliban. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> they they allowed them on to trade them in for uh, Hiluxes. Oh, say, Hilux. like, <laughs> Before we were on Literally the air, I wanted to uh, I wanted to address something that I was brought to my attention. I'm in group chats and shit right now on Twitter, but I'm not really on the timeline at the moment. I'm taking a break. But I, somebody brought to my attention that Toad in the announcement tweet that we were going to be on this show or that he and Cole were going to be on the show he said what's up tower heads and I'm telling you right now if you ever do that again I'm going to slice your head open like a watermelon because we do not need to force a name we're not what the fuck is that podcast lions of liberty we don't need to force a name for our fan base toad please don't do that ever again I've done it on the show before Tower Dude, heads? Yeah. You have never done it on the show before. I've been on <laughs> every show except for one, and I've never heard you say tower I'm heads. Mi- I mix it up. I've called them tower heads. I've called them lovers of letter phalluses. 
I've called them a bunch I mean, that's of okay. faggots. I don't know. Faggots Dude, is good. Faggots. It sounds like a it sounds like a Chinese guy trying to say towel heads like those damn tower heads always breaking down the wall. <laughs> it works on a lot of levels, man. It's malice esque, all right? It is it is the farthest thing from malice. I'll just tell you that right now. <laughs> the only thing you have in common with malice is that you're both manlets. <laughs> Wait, Fat Dave, you're only twenty five. Yeah. Dude, how, just how tall 25. are you? Because you you look like I mean I'm you have like eight. the shape of your head. No, you have. You, look like you're you didn't see the picture of me. Seven. No, I didn't see. I've only yeah. ever seen his head. <laughs> yeah, I took a picture with him, and I, I yeah, tower we, over him. Yeah, we met. No we pun met intended. Up, we met up at a Fusakli's, which is a pretty good like little chicken place to eat at in my uh, where I live at, because he's going to his new house, and I was like, I, I, right when I saw him, I just tweeted out, "Damn, he's tall." <laughs> I was just because uh, <laughs> Nick, Nick is just like. Like he just looks way different in person than he does on the stream. My camera's but, weird. Like my camera makes my body look a lot smaller because there's like a fisheye thing going on with it. So it, it is, yeah, I look really weird on camera on this camera at least. But yes, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty short. I'm only five eight. I'm twenty five. Dude, so. you for some reason it's just like I don't, maybe it's your lens or like the shape of your head. You look like you're like six foot six, two sixty, and you play <laughs> Dude, outside linebacker wish. for the Niners. <laughs> it's, it's, it's because he's, it's because he's fat dave smith so everybody thinks that he's as tall as dave smith just fatter. no yeah everybody <laughs> really thinks like especially when they see me and they're like you're not fat and i'm like it's not a real like, i made this up what what was your like like how did you think that idea up because like the first time oh. i saw it I, I was like, I was dying. I wasn't on Twitter yet. Tyler screenshot it and texted it to me. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is glorious. <laughs> it wasn't. So I believe the first person to do it. So I think Ludwig von Mises pieces actually made the art. And then Cam Harless, I want to say, was the one that tweeted it out. And it was just like someone just like put Dave through a fat filter. And I thought it was funny. And the only reason I got in on it to make the account was we were watching part of the problem live. And a buddy of mine in Tower Gang, Rogue, who's a really good, he's actually one of the few British libertarians, was like, hey, man, you really need to make, like, you already do one parody account, which was not really, but it was uh, Nota for POTUS. Uh, whenever uh, Starwalk lost to Nota, I made a no uh, account called Nota for POTUS to, like, <laughs> and I just, I was just, I trolled, like, Starwalk all, all day, every day. And he's like, you do good on that one. Just do, 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 like, a Fat Dave Smith account. And I was like, all right, fuck it, I'll do it. And then it just kind of blew up, and I was like, oh, shit, okay, I guess I caught onto something. So. Well, it, it had become bigger uh, because it became a meme in itself right before that. Like, Yeah, that's uh, what I'm saying, yeah. The, the Cam Harless Cam. did a face app, yeah, of Dave I Smith. Thought it was, but uh, Ludwig von Mises' pieces, I think, did the one, like the biggie one, because Dave is the libertarian Tupac, so he made this Fat one. Dave. Oh, you're wearing the shirt again. You're wearing the shirt again. again. <laughs> Honestly, I'm wearing yeah. every shirt. I, the shower. I thought I was a narcissist. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I wear my own merch. And my, and my wife, my, so my wife got me, I stole this on our stream on Monday. My wife got me this, and then she just got a matching one in the mail today. So uh, we're, we're going to show up to Tom Woods 2000, like a fucking bunch of bosses oh you should have worn a, you should get a damn hawaiian outfit for a tom woods 2000 that's what i'm doing and what, i got what could be good is this plus a hawaiian shirt over top i think so basically and uh, <clears> i think that would look pretty nice and we'll and then also it, shorts jean shorts is that what he has a problem with or just, just said shorts, shorts in general, in general. Yeah. okay just shorts in general but i'm just gonna get some of those like regular old 
a khaki shorts or something. Not khaki, but you know the the shorts you wear with a Hawaiian. Shirt. I feel like he would really yeah. hate jorts. I feel like jean shorts would really fuck. With yeah, him. that's what I was like. <laughs> Cargo shorts like, look better though, so I don't know. Dude, so yeah, when's time was two thousand? Really it's October sixteenth this year. Okay, and that's in Orlando or something. Yeah, it's yeah, gonna it's be in an, uh, the place yeah. in Orlando. It's gonna be, awesome. be pretty crazy. I feel be a great like. Time. like yeah, I mean, Yao apparently was great. Childerberg was great, and uh, Toad went to um, Porkfest, uh, right? Porkfest, but <laughs> I think Tom was two thousand is gonna beat them all just for, for just for like one day, like the the one day festivities. Yeah. Be better I don't know, man. Is uh, is Tom was two thousand gonna have uh, like a rave tent filled with ecstasy and like a nudist area and a stripper tent? He's literally a Catholic. What do you think? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's just gonna be a tent full of underage boys and we get to go in there and there's gonna be a priest <laughs> we don't get to diddle them but the priest definitely gets to diddle them all right you did, you did good stop tacking on to the joke call you'd be in toad right now yeah i was gonna say oh. that's my thing and what malice said that there's gonna be some surprise guest i i really i'm curious to see who that is some people have speculated like jordan peterson i have no idea why it would be jordan peterson but I, I I bet it's going to be something good. Somebody that Malice has now. like uh, Tom Woods and Jordan Peterson. No, Michael. Or, oh, oh, Michael Malice. Yeah, yeah. They're buddies now. Well, yeah. yeah I feel like he's talking like about the economic show, right? Together, huh? Tom and Tom and Malice. Tom and Malice. Yeah. Well, they've they've been friends for a while now. Them oh, too. Yeah. I just met Jordan and Jordan and Malice. But there was oh, this, there was okay. this clip going around of Jordan Peterson talking about the economic calculation problem, socialism, recently. So yeah, I mean, who knows. Maybe he's getting into libertarianism and, and Dude, uh, Austrian as, economics. As, much, as cool as it would be to Jordan Peterson, I feel like that's still not like cool enough. Like I feel like like Malice is going to be like I'm going to do something to. I I honestly think it's going to be Alex Jones. Maybe I think he's just going to come in a mass awful. shooting or something. <laughs> I know. I, I, I think <laughs> Alex Al, if Jones Alex Jones came, yeah. if Alex Jones came in there, it would literally. I mean, go to another because I don't think Tom has ever interacted with Alex Jones at all. So I think it would be, and and I know. Malice and Alex Jones are pretty tight too, so I think that would be literally the best. Yeah, dude, I, I, I want to say, I want to say that Tom Woods was on uh, Infowars like ten years ago, or like in yep. two thousand nine or ten, because he was talking about Meltdown, like his yep. book. Correct. So yeah, no, they are they are boys. Oh, okay, so that that would be they're familiar at the very least. <laughs> I'm gonna call them boys. Tom <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, and Alex. What did Malice hope- actually? Say though, he said he's gonna bring a surprise guest that will like blow people's minds or something. Is that what he, he just said? said? He has a surprise plan that's like gonna be incredible. Yeah, like he, he said, said he it's gonna be. Though. He it's gonna be George George W. Bush. Honestly, that would be awesome. Be Donald Trump. <laughs> it's John McCain's yeah. brain. <laughs> yeah. John, McCain, John McCain's tumor. Actually, it's just That'd a tumor be, out of the yeah. brain. It's like pickled. Today is a. John McCain's tumor day, right? So we're that's why I said that, yeah. Toad. <laughs> yeah. For the love of God. Um, You're not going to fuck with you, buddy. I love I, you. You know what? What about uh, – I'd, I'd even be okay if Tim Dillon showed up dressed as Megan oh, be... Cain. Oh. <laughs> she fucking <laughs> hates him for that. Good. Like, I, think, I think she blocked him on Twitter after he released that skit. Like, it was like a big deal, and like people were trying to roast him in the comments. Well, because she's a big oh. fucking baby. Like – God. Yeah. Some of the tweets she had today were absolutely horrendous. Yeah. Like yeah. absolutely horrendous. Just be, I mean, she made the one I mean, uh, whatever, it's her dad, she can say she misses him whatever. But like the one she posted one that was 
that said if you don't go to war over dishonor or like if you it was a Churchill quote and it was like it's dis it'd be dishonorable to go to war or you go to war over dishonor and I was like that's the dumbest quote I've ever heard in my life and also with Winston so Churchill bad. is just as bad as McCain I, I fucking hate Winston Churchill so um, yeah, dude. Travis, if you listen to his firsthand account. Travis said in the comments that he's like, it's going to be Jeb Bush. <laughs> and and everyone, he said, wait, Travis also says, and everyone will clap. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I love you, Travis. But um, oh, going back to that. For a special guest, it's just low energy Jeb. <laughs> did, did, you guys, did you guys listen to uh, Jordan Peterson's Bitcoin episode he did? I didn't know. No, dude, it was, was yeah, Dave Smith. Dave Smith so. Yeah, Dave Smith one Dave was good. One, yeah. Dude, yeah, I was gonna yeah. fucking do that. I was gonna put Dave on the spot because I want to get him on my show at some point soon. And I was like, I got a bunch of friends that have always going after Dave. Not going after him, but being like, Dave, do a Bitcoin episode. So I was gonna like have him on the show and just put him on the spot. Like, yo, I got some people I could re refer you to. I was going to have him. Guy Swan was one of the ones I would have recommended. Guy Swan, um, TLE Car, uh, Car from yep. Timeline Earth, or yeah. um, Rollo, Rollo McFlugel. Those one. those three guys. Yeah. Who I've met all three of them at Childerberg, so that's why I was going to recommend those three guys. Yeah, and Rollo just did a debate on crypto on the lines of liberty, which I think is probably going to be out uh, next Monday, maybe, or the following Monday. He that's cool. Debate, he debated John Odermatt. I forget what the actual resolution was. I haven't watched it's it. Out. It's out. The, oh, it's the resolution was, oh, was uh, should you put it all into Bitcoin, which is kind of like an ominous, like, you know, big question. I haven't listened to it, but I well, saw it was out. John Odermatt is probably going to be taking the negative on that one, I would assume, because he has millions of uh, income streams. That's what he's known for. Yeah, honestly, yeah. I, would, I, I wouldn't put it all into Bitcoin. I mean, I would at least put some into, like, some other coins. But, I mean, if he was, like, all into cryptocurrency, you, I feel like you could make that argument. But just, like, just Bitcoin itself, I don't know if I would put it all into that one, even though it's yeah. probably going to still go up. But, Dude, I've I've been more convinced uh, recently that like it it is inevitably going to take over. Like, uh, what's his name that was just on uh, part of the problem was making Guy the case Swan? for Guy Swan, yeah. And yeah, then, dude, was... even listening to the guys on Jordan Peterson's podcast, like they were giving him like the most hardcore pitch, and then Peterson's like actually listening and then putting it in his own words, like, you know, so we have this problem of centralized <laughs> currency becoming inflated. Well, yeah, it's not a bad impression. It takes a lot of time and work. But um, <laughs> I did that. That's we so we had uh, we had Stephen Hicks on the show, who has been called Jordan Peterson's like mentor on postmodernism, and it was like a very serious episode. Episode, and we do episodes like this where it's like chill, laid back, and then we also do like serious interviews with like intellectuals. And we were talking to him, and I'm like, I'm just gonna go for the joke because I like I'm like, oh, so you're Jordan Peterson's mentor on this, and he's like. Well, I introduced him to this, 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 and that, and like the term neo Marxism. And I'm like, oh, so you're the reason I've heard so many times, like the bloody neo Marxist, the postmodernist. <laughs> and he cracked, he's like a very serious guy, and he's like friends with Jordan. And he just like cracked a smile and then stopped. And I'm like, oh shit, I don't know if that landed or not. Like Mike and Tyler were laughing, but <laughs> I'm glad you did it. I enjoyed it. No, that's great. <laughs> Which, by the way, like, my biggest thing with Bitcoin, it's not even about the monetary thing. And, like, this is, like, what Peter Schiff always, like, rails about is his, like... It's Peter like, what? Oh, it has Excuse me? Say that again? Peter what? Peter Schiff. With a T. Okay. Yeah, he said Peter <laughs> Schiff. Did I hear that? <laughs> I'm sorry. Jesus, my bad. Honestly, I couldn't give a fuck about him. So, whatever. <laughs> Peter Schiff. Hey, Peter, Reed's about Peter to have Schiff. him on. <laughs> I know. Reed's about to have him on. But he's always, like, Bitcoin has no actual value because it's not, you know 
tangible. But my biggest thing has been Bitcoin's biggest value is just a um, description of property of like who owns this. It is the best way to see who owns what because it's constantly being checked. I think it has like its mm -hmm. value just within that. Maybe Travis. The well, yeah, I mean, you also, you can't just state that something doesn't have value because value is subjective. So it's like, okay, like, that's what you think. I don't, I don't know. You, like, that's just not a... I, but, it, but it's like, I guess you can say that gold has value just because it, and platinum and silver and all these precious metals because they can be used, you know, for actual other things. But yeah. Bitcoin in and of itself can be used for literal contracts and to define property. And I don't know if there's a bigger thing that matters to libertarians than that in and of itself. So I think that it's because he's a boomer and he sells gold. I think that's what it is. Yeah. It's literally, yeah, it's that's literally all that it amounts to. He's smart. He's smart enough to make arguments that are in his favor. But I think it's just because he's a boomer and he sells he sells gold. That's his thing. So basically, he's reached his conclusion and he's just working backwards. And he's just yeah, like, pretty okay, much. I'm not even okay. joking. Like I, that, I'm serious. No, like, I'm, it, fair, it makes I'm sure sense. that's what it is. It makes sense because just the way he's always been against like cryptocurrency has been just really weird from a guy that is supposed to. Is he an Austrian economic economist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's an Austrian. Know, well, yeah, dude, he's a financier. It bums, it bums me out because it's like Peter Schiff is so good on like explaining QE and like all, mm -hmm. all the stimulus and government mm -hmm. programs, but yeah. then he spends half the fucking recording just talking about gold and shitting on Bitcoin. And then the other thing, <laughs> making predictions, where it's like, dude, just stop saying it's going to happen next quarter. Like you don't know that yeah. it's gone on right. for ten he's years. Chicken, he's chicken <laughs> little, dude. Every yeah. every month the sky is fucking falling. Ever since 2008, ever since like he predicted it first in 2008, and then after that, like he's just like, all right, this time I'll be, I'm gonna hit it again, baby. And then he just, I mean, he's like, he, he, like he, he's like, he he hit the lotto once, and he like he got a good jackpot on it for real. He did a good job, and then he was just like, now he's just spending all of his jackpot money on playing the lotto again, and he's just like, I'm gonna hit it this time, baby. Because <laughs> like one more time, here we go. <laughs> That's so, yeah, I, mean, I mean, that's the knock on him that he's a perma bear, but it's just, if you're an Austrian economist, I mean, or if you're, if you're any economist, but if you're an Austrian, you know that you can't predict exactly when something is going to happen. You just know that it is <laughs> going to happen and you know why it's going to happen. I wouldn't say any economist. Oh, definitely not. Oh, all right. <laughs> a lot of them, Fine. a lot of them think they know exactly everything that's going to happen. Well, no, I'm saying that none of them, even Austrians can predict exactly when something is going to happen but oh yeah. i thought you were saying that all economists know they can't predict the future i, I, I did not i did not word that well okay right. yeah my yeah. bad but Schiff, i got you uh i mean he describes the business cycle better than most people. most people if you, if you read his uh his book that's like the what is it called again uh how an economy grows and why it crashes it's like a cute pretty quick book it's it's a pretty good explanation of the business cycle and he it's like a play off of his father's old book yeah, and it's made so like twelve year olds can understand it, like talking about people stranded on an island. Yeah, but yeah. you know, at least he's in the big picture. He's right. Like it, the inflation's gonna happen. Then you got guys like Paul Krugman that say that the inflation is transgender. You know, <laughs> <laughs> can I just say something? I'm really autistic about this. 
Um, but when people talk about inflation, I get aggravated. Um, and Jonathan, Dr. Jonathan Newman is, has done a speech about this, and he wrote an article about it for Mises.org. The true definition of inflation, which is just an expansion of the monetary base. Yes. In, inflation causes monetary depreciation. Monetary depreciation is not what inflation is. Inflation is just the more money being created. That's what. So whenever people talk about inflation, they're like, oh, yeah, um, inflation rose X amount. Like we have a 4% inflation. It's like, no, inflation <laughs> has caused a 4% rise in the price of consumer goods. Get it right. And I'm, I'm like super autistic about that. Yeah, I, got I, think so I, I think I read that article. That was a good article. It's like he does a little fifteen-minute talk on uh, uh, good, Mises, yeah. the Mises Media uh, YouTube page. He's I learned that from like, Peter Schiff. Have you seen the shrinkflation stuff? The like yeah. inflation. That's that been happening weird forever. too. I know, but that stuff is like weird too. Like, and there's a whole like Reddit thread like Dude, the a whole page. Fucking Powerade bottles went down to twenty-eight ounces for the same price. Like, so, so do oh, you know yeah, what's? Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah, Whenever yeah. products get smaller and lesser yeah. for the same price, it's, yeah, yeah. it's dude. It's funny that you brought up the Gatorade bottle because I was actually just going to mention that when we were in, well, I played uh, football in high school, and this would have been like 2011. We had this big like seven on seven tournament at Northwestern University in Chicago, and they like Gatorade was there, and like we were their focus group for the new bottles, and they're like, "Tell us what you think." Like, fill out the survey, and I like looked at it to the Gatorade reps, and I'm like it's 28 ounces. I'm like, give me 32. They're like, and they had no response. They're just like, so does it feel good in your hand? I'm like, there's my yeah, That's what ounces. I'm thinking about when I'm exhausted playing football. Was it, was this yeah. when they were coming out with the, uh, the, with the nipples with like the, the, remember the nipple, uh, bottle feels really good in my hand. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say like, I need those other four ounces in the Gatorade bottle when I'm hung over, man. The fuck are they doing? Right. I'm looking out for my best interests. <laughs> if beers start being ten ounces instead, I'm going to be furious. I'll just say that. Oh, much. <laughs> they do make yeah. ten ounce beers, but I like. I'm going to be furious if like that becomes a standard. I'll pay more. It's give me the twelve. Yeah, when, <laughs> yeah. when, we in, when we were in South Dakota, Tyler, remember they had twenty four packs of Miller Light with sixteen ounce cans. Like yeah. it was massive. I never yeah. seen that Jesus. where we live. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It like damn. It, it, it was a fucking brick. It was awesome. I was like, this yeah. is what freedom feels like. <laughs> yeah, 16 ounce cans, man. The tall boys. Well, that was like, yeah. That was like, I Dude, saw my the biceps got a workout. <laughs> <laughs> Heavy lifters. Well, that was, was so like, bizarre. Saw... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, it was like, I was like, I saw today that um, some restaurant um, had like a sign up and it was said if, the, if we had prices based upon the price of silver in like 1920, it was like a hamburger was like 10 cents. Or mm -hmm. something like that, and like a drink was like, and uh, like literally a tenth of one cent. Like it was something crazy. It was like, okay, we just gone so far down. Like where, I think I got a hamburger the other day. I know I got a, a literally a hot dog and a milkshake, and it cost me ten dollars. I was Jeez, like, this is again, yeah. this is bullshit. So, I was like, um, I can't. <laughs> that still sounds really. Low I know that Pete. I mean, for uh, you, Pete probably. Quinones, yeah. Pete Quinones wrote a really good article about that. Um, for the libertarian institute and he was saying that like had we not you know printed so much money over the course of all these years and the prices of commodities risen so high that the house costs the average price of a home wouldn't be like 40 or forty five thousand dollars if yeah. we if we kept it at like 19 was it 30s or 40s level of money supply yeah, yeah probably and, like, 30s average, before fdr fucking seized all the gold yeah yeah 
Don't even get me started well, on that guy. I'm sorry, like, that's and, probably where the benchmark was that, that I'm saying they yeah, said. It's just my yeah. guess. So they, I think the average home price in the U.S. now is like almost $250,000 now. That sounds about right. I believe it. Well, yeah. yeah, that that, and then uh, Nixon in the seventies, like completely yeah. did away with the. Um, what happened in nineteen seventy one? The gold exchange yeah. or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Dude, Shout well, out Jack Dorsey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> but think about like the opportunity cost that that came from all of the inflation. Not even just like oh, you could buy a house for a lot cheaper, or like you know, food. But think about like how our parents' generation had like a bunch of kids and our grandparents. And then now it's like couples. It's like, Oh, you know, like we're 30 and now we're going to have our first kid and we'll have like one or two. It's like, think about your work. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, think about what the workforce would look like if people were like financially stable enough to just like have big families, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, and then who knows what those little kids that are never born would have invented that would have changed the world. So it's like, it's crazy shit when you think about it. Yeah. I'm I'm doing my part. Dude, yeah. <laughs> dude, dude, we should all be married at 20 and fucking raw dogging the whole time. Well, they, yeah. they literally would have like eight kids and then just the dad would work. Like a, It was like a nine to five yeah. and eight kids and the wife would stay at home and they would be like, fine. They would have a house. They would have a car. Yeah. She'd have they dinner like, and thing. a beer open. Exactly. Not, right when he gets in the door. <laughs> yeah. Another thing I don't see spoken about is that monetary, like the, the value of money going down and interest rates being so low you have to have 401ks are tied to the stock market. You have to have investments. The average person didn't used to have to have investments like that, which is why people are so fucked and people can't retire no more because their money just loses value sitting in the bank. If it's if your yeah. interest in the in a savings account, a long-term savings account is like a quarter of a percent, well Money depreciates faster than that. You're not going to make any money. You're going to lose money at sitting in. So you have to have investments. You have to have it in the stock market, which is way mm-hmm. riskier because when it crashes, people's 401ks are fucked. So that's another thing. People can't retire no more because of that. So it's it's all, it's ruined the family. It's ruined all kind of shit, the whole monetary well, policy of the past hundred years. I also think that really. feminism was an op because they wanted two taxpayers in every household instead of one. Oh. I'm holding the line on that. And diluting the labor pool. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. double the, the supply of labor, it's going to bring down wages or at least stagnate them at the least. Especially shitty then, labor. <laughs> yeah. Then, yeah. Well, no. that's what I was going to say. That coincides with the rise of the HR department. Yeah. <laughs> Can't even have fun at work no more, man. <laughs> well, well yeah. and also uh, companies will get a lot of um, employees that they don't have to pay as much. Yeah, that's literally what Nick True. just said. Oh, like, you did? Yes. Also, you also, you also, it's also, I mean, there wasn't that much sexual harassment because they also just stoned the gays back then. So it was just a bunch of guys <laughs> in the workforce. Like, even they were. <laughs> Dude, that'd be fun to go back to, like, uh, what is Stoning gays, I know. <laughs> no, no, no. no, no. But yeah, no, I mean, you know, people used to like in the early 60s, I feel like that was like really prime America, you know, like when you watch Mad Men, it's like they wore suits, they went out for martinis at lunch, you know, you could say nice dress, Karen, and it was cool. She's like, oh, thanks. You know, who knows how she really felt, but that's who cares? the impression She's a I woman. get. <laughs> Honestly, why is she why is she out of her home? What the fuck's going on? Yeah, there's no HR department. <laughs> I don't know if I can pinpoint exactly when this, ha- it must have been within the last five or seven years or so because i probably in like 2015 i could still do shit like that like we play like functionary in the office or something which is a game where you uh you have to identify sex glossary terms 
we did that in the office. We did uh, fucking uh, telestrations, which is like telephone, but you're drawing something. So you draw something and then the next person has to guess what it is. The next person has to draw their guess. So like I got something that I guess was like a thing of like it was a crate of milk, I guess, or something like that. I wrote, it's a box of dicks. And then I just sent it to this chick. Toad is just really different. His office also just, they would also eat a bunch of blue chews and then sword fight <laughs> afterwards. He was like, <laughs> <laughs> he's not the normal workforce. <laughs> <laughs> well, I forgot to mention that I worked at a, a sex shop. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah, no. This is actually a training program. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you gotta try out this new pocket pussy. It's amazing. <laughs> I, Toad, I, I think you're right though. It's probably about five to seven years because that's when like the older generations, they you know they were still they would still make comments like, Oh, I wonder if the curtains match the drapes. And like all of a sudden the curtains everyone was are walking the on eggshells. The carpet well, matched the drapes. You know, like everyone <laughs> Carpet match the drapes. My bad. Um, Why is everyone when, wrong but me? All, to, all of a sudden, I'm the I'm the retarded one, guys. Well, well, when did when did so, Occupy Wall Street happen? Like 2011 years ago. Yeah, 2011. Like, yeah. Oh, ten years ago. But then they, you started seeing like that change over because from... of Trump. What the media yeah, changed yeah. for because of Trump. I'm telling you, like the, like mm -hmm. the way what y'all talking about. That shit. I think Trump broke a lot of people's brains the way he was because it In just 2011. No, I'm, about I'm, I'm saying I'm saying you're saying five to seven years ago. I said Occupy Wall Street happened in 2011, but more of it probably changed because of Trump. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying like, they shifted was, from like that's that's when you start seeing it. Like I mean, this has been pointed out a bunch of times about like the racism. Yeah, Dave like, Smith right after Occupy. Yeah, mm -hmm. right after Wall Occupy Wall Street, like talks of mm -hmm. racism and like feminism just shot up at right after that. It's like it's not it's not just a uh, coincidence like and then and then then you start seeing these hr departments start getting cracked down and stuff like that dude yeah, it's just... also you remember like four five six years ago when it was like ben shapiro and like the intellectual dark web talking about how far left the universities are going and it's like a lot of those people the ones that did get jobs that didn't have gender studies degrees went into hr and then you know they started implementing this shit so it's like just coming from all angles where it's like media universities like forcing this shit right now and nobody's on board with it like there there really is a silent majority in this country that's like not cool with mask mandates and you know walking on eggshells with like any comment you make at a corporate office it's it's and, interesting and i think ethic, there's ethics training on uh on george floyd's death you know there's ethics there's people training. like at a, at a at a screw manufacturer they're like why the fuck do i need training on why you know police brutality this has nothing to do with anything i do making fucking bruises it's the white women. Like that's, yes. oh, yeah. Dude, it's the white women. And it's also and it's also just that the silent majority, I mean, and like understandably would be afraid of losing their jobs. Like they're like, okay, we don't like what's going on, but this HR person can literally fire me and then blame <laughs> it on, you know, racism or sexism, and then they're totally justified. And then I'm never gonna be able to get a job again if they ever check with my old company or right. somebody asks, like, basically I'm fucked, so might as well just go along with it. And, but the problem is the next generation, that's just the new normal. So like yeah. whatever the previous generation already happened to, the next generation, it's like, oh, that's just normal to go into your work and have to be, you know, the same way as my dad was doing, even though yeah. the dad didn't like doing it that way. Yeah, like Dude. as of 2020, I guess, like my company's doing unconscious bias training. Now we have this like that's diversity cool. program where they report every quarter on the racial breakdown of new hires i'm like what the fuck is going yep. on here like 
Like that is yeah. racist. Like what? What, what are you Extremely. doing? Extremely. Yeah. Yeah, dude. You, and then you, the thing is, you can't just say that they're racist. Like I don't know. It, they don't. They don't care about being hypocrites. Like that's the problem. Well, right. Yeah. Yeah. They just don't. It's, and like they, and they it, own it. Well, I mean it. It, they don't i mean the same people that were saying like i see you know it really bugs me when i see this is just an example of people trying to call it hypocrisy calling out hypocrisy doesn't work other people aren't consistent like the whole thing where people are <clears throat> they'll post a screenshot of two tweets and like the background is a picture of the person but transparent ish and it's like yeah. one of the tweets is i'm saying i'm not taking this vaccine because it's trump's vaccine and then the next tweet is like from a few from seven months later where they're like if you don't get vaccinated you're literally hitler like shit like that that, pe- yeah. that doesn't work like it if calling on hypocrisy is a thing of the past it's just it's gone well it's, from my personal experience i've had people tell me that being consistent is a detriment you should be inconsistent that way you can be right on more things it's like <laughs> it's not about it, that's what i've been told this is like it's not about your main principles it's just about each situation is different so you can change it doesn't matter if this one time what you say contradicts this other time what you said because in that situation it was more but it's just like they don't care about they think inconsistency is actually a better option than consistency like, by definition you're going to be wrong about half the things though <laughs> like, but it's it, but they say well in this situation i'm right now you it just keep matter. pandering to the crowd you're talking to yeah now it's yeah, just basically modernist bullshit where you're you're just creating your own reality mm-hmm Dude, you know who the best at that is? Dancing out of like hypocrisy is Biden. He's a master at it. And he doesn't even it's not even like he has a playbook or anything. It's just that he's confused as to what he's talking about. And people are he like, just walks it's away. like Yeah, have you ever been in like a, a <laughs> shitty part of town and there's like some guy with a gas can asking you for money and he's got some like fangled story where it's like, I don't have I don't know what's going on. I just gotta get out of this situation. I feel like Biden does that with like reporters and stuff. Like when he did the, that was four days ago, five days ago thing a few days ago. And I like, cause my wife isn't really into politics. She doesn't like keep up with everything like I do. So I, I use her as a focus group to try Biden lines on. So the other day she's like, it was on a Sunday. She's like, you forgot to bring the recycling out Friday. And I go, I'm like, that was four days ago, five days ago. And she just sat there looking at me like, what the fuck is going on right now? Like, what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> and second of all, it was two days ago. And I've also used, uh, I've used palmist. I've used Mata Kafka and it just, it just like whatever situation you're in, you're out. Cause people are like, I don't know what's going on with him. I'm not even going to try. By the way, after that, after he did say the four to five days ago thing, and I know the reporter said like, no, that was two days ago. I've never seen what happens after what was said after. No, did, no. Anybody, what, what was said after that? Because I like usually I like, like the clip shuts off, and I don't know what happens after. Did Biden just go? Meh. He called whatever. him a male monkey. He just said, like, "Come on, man." <laughs> Dude, he started he talking just about "Come on, man" and move push-ups. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he called yeah. him fat. Yeah, I love to say, "Listen, yeah. you're fat." <laughs> It was oh, four God, to five days great. ago, fat. All right, and that and then it's okay. <laughs> he says it with such like confidence, though. That oh, you yeah. stop and you question, like, I mean, he's, he's got a point. Am I wrong? Five days ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, maybe. I mean, it's in the past. I mean, it's just people falling off an airplane, you know? Yeah, dude, I have this like instinct when Joe Biden says, "Come on, man," I'm always like, "All right, shit, okay, man." Like, man you gotta you know, have this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> all right, I'll get off this guy's ass. He asked nicely. Like he's. By the way, you know. If I gave you a bet before, like if I said, like, I'll give you a thousand dollars if the thing that Biden doubles down on is getting out of Afghanistan, would you have taken that bet? Fuck no. No, 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 no I would not no, either. No. 
and then like and then do everything he can to like defend getting out too it's it's such the weird i've never seen it happen of a president doing his damnedest to get out of a war he tried though he did the wrong because scott horton talks about this all the time he was like all trump had to do was say i didn't lose this war bush and obama lost this war Biden did that, but with Trump instead. He's yeah. shifting all the blame onto Trump. It's like all you had to do was say this is George Bush's fault. Everybody, well, not anymore, because after you know, after every president, they're like, "Oh, I miss George Bush." It's like, okay, you fucking retard. Do you forget why we're here Jeez. in the first place? It's all his fault. <laughs> but like, all Biden had to do was like, "This is George Bush's fault, dude." He didn't even have to throw Obama under the bus. All he had to do was throw Bush under the bus. Say this is his fault. We should have never fucking been there for two years, let alone twenty. Like, come on. But he fucking went over and started blaming Trump and everything. It's like, well, you, you kind of fucked up. Well, it would be really funny if he blamed Obama. He was like, this fucking... He's a- <laughs> I was dropping on the house floor or Senate floor yeah. or whatever. Yeah, he did, didn't he? That's just yeah, he that, kind yeah, of swept under. Those are my- he was yeah. quoting somebody, but he did say... Oh, we're, I don't know. I don't know if this. I don't like. I'll say the n word on our podcast because I don't give a fuck. But I don't, I don't like saying other people's that. podcasts because I'm afraid <laughs> that I don't want to get them taken off. I'm a fine if we're getting. But he, he said we're not going to have an n word like mayor or an n word uh, council or something like city council. That's basically what he said. But it was quoting somebody else. But oh, it so was, he did a pop. We, we can't. We can't. Uh, yes. we can't say the n word on this podcast. To get a Bluetooth sponsorship. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's, that's the threshold. That. Yeah. That's, that's, right. Right. that's like once we get sponsors, that's when sponsors. Yeah. Sell off yeah. the man. You want a sponsor? We, so yeah, you we need to yeah, we need, lose the sponsor. Unless, unless yeah, we need to have Johns. an epic like Tiger Woods fall from grace. We lose everything. Sponsor though, it's it's still uh, it's still all good. <laughs> yeah, Not Papa John's. We just want Papa John. I might drop out here real quick. All right, but now, do you think that um, Trump tied Biden's hands a little bit as far as getting out of Afghanistan? Because Trump had made the deal with the Taliban, essentially, and he had started to draw down to the point where I think we were down to like 2,000 troops in the country or something. So I don't I know if right. Biden would have been able to like escalate again very easily. because I, I, The American public is definitely against it. So I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. Think, he, I think he set a trap there for him. Well, I mean, do you think that was part of the uh, decision? Like, I mean, it was like such like a vastly unpopular war with the American public and his approval rating is sinking. So like, you know, maybe getting out of that might raise his approval rating. Right. But the establishment is pretty clearly against what he did. Yeah, but the thing was, like, they just if they would have followed the deadline and just done like I know that the withdrawing period is good in my opinion like and i know that a lot of people are fighting about how it was done like it was never going to be pretty there's no chance it wasn't going to be ugly in some capacity but it could have been better it obviously could have been better but that's not that's not the point but if we're talking about it i'll say like if they'd have stuck to the was it may may 1st or may 31st deadline may 1st may 1st like they had plenty of time to start getting these people that are stranded there now they had time to do that and if they would have honored the Taliban specifically said, if y'all don't come out of here by May 1st, we're killing people. Like they said that. And then whenever they didn't withdraw by May 1st, Taliban was like, all right, game on. But I, I don't know whatever happened between then and now, but they had their day and they could have done that. So between January 20th, between inauguration 
and May 1st, that's ample time to start getting people out of there. So regardless of if Trump did tie his hands, which would have been a good thing, obviously, get, like tying someone's hands to make them pull out of a country we shouldn't have ever been in is nothing but a good thing. They fucking botched it as badly as it could have been botched. Like they didn't do shit between January 20th and now. All of a sudden, they're just pulling out and pulling. It's like, that's not how you do it. But I'm glad they're leaving it at all uh even though it obviously could have been better but y'all get what i'm saying like all they had to do was yeah. follow the plan yeah. that was that was the point yeah. that was the point of having a deadline so you could start doing shit right dude am i the only one that got like collapse of the empire kind of feel from how afghanistan was done like i mean because okay they're printing money like there's not a worry in the world mm-hmm. but do you think that like inside the establishment they're like okay we need to start cutting costs somehow and preparing like for a soft landing like i think it's possible i don't think they're that's they're not smart enough to do it but that's that's kind of the vibe i got from it like soviet union in 1995 like kind of feel yeah the soviet union had to admit defeat at that point but the soviet union was also massively communist and the u.s is not their economics would have destroyed them anyway yeah yeah but I want to ask, what is the what does the U.S. look like after a collapse? Does does it kind of go in the same way as Russia did? Like if the Soviet Union collapses, I, I, and I then think, like that means I don't think it'll be I don't think it'll be that violent or anything. Like this is the thing: a lot of like these people that are wanting a collapse, like collapsitarians or whatever. Like I just think that they, I I, I don't think it's going to be that 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 bad. It'll be bad for people in terms of like certain shortages, but I just don't think that we're going to see fighting in the streets and shit like that and and, and if, if 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 we have any of that could it be that much worse than what we've had over the past couple of years anyway dude i mean think about like unemployment checks social security getting cut off like that's the only concern i have like i think the economy itself like the the market will charge on and it might even be healthier but i mean that's what i worry about like the entitlements mm-hmm. running out in like big cities and shit i think that could get ugly yeah, yeah. I just that's I, true. the CEO of Pfizer is just going to take over as the ruler. Well, after the collapse of the Soviet Union, wasn't it like run by like the mob for like years? Yeah. Wasn't Russia like run by basically the mob? That's and yeah. I wonder, like, I just wonder if that's kind of like what happened with the world. Just, I mean, each kind of city has like either some kind of weird quasi government like mob that runs it, but, but basically. It was okay. Or, yeah, or even, it wasn't even the state level, maybe. Yeah, I mean, we kind of we kind of got that already. I mean, we're, our governors and stuff are basically just mobsters right now. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's kind of it's just kind of weird, like when you just look at just outside of like oh, like food prices, like, and you just kind of look at like I don't know, like I'm a huge sports fan, and I like I'm trying to think of what happens after a collapse, and then we have these sports teams. Like I don't, maybe that's just stupid, <laughs> super stupid by me. But I do think about this, like, what happens, okay, like, does my favorite sport, do they just not have sports anymore in America? I don't think that happens, because, I mean, no. we're going to have some this? type of... What if... Did Russia ever lose their hockey the collapse, then what if, what if during a collapse, and they just allow sports gambling, and sports gets even more popular? Yeah, that's yeah. true, too. Nationwide, no, no everyone to... starts gambling, they pay to rig games, athletes can use steroids, whatever. Let it go. Dude, we got 600 Honest. pound juiced up steroid heads hitting 500 foot home runs. This is probably yeah, how we should 200 miles per hour. Don't we should push the collab this way. 
It's like, hey guys, if you, I mean, like, yes, you might lose your jobs, but we also get like juiced up, and we got to see what LeBron James looks like when he's actually taking steroids. I mean, can As you if imagine? He's not already, come on. As if he's not already. Yeah, we're gonna get Mark McGuire three not even two point Like, <laughs> can you imagine yep. Mike Trout on steroids? As if God he's, you think he's not on steroids? Mark, uh, Mark, dude, Mark McGuire. Baseball. I think they're all on steroids. Mark McGuire no, got surpassed, sorry. right, by Barry Bonds, didn't he? Mark McGuire, what? If you're talking about the home run record, yeah. he got surpassed by yeah. Barry Bonds, yeah, right? Well, no, but I mean, Mark juiced. McGuire, he oh. fucking averaged like 45 a year. He had 586, right. and he only had like 1,700 hits. The man was the man was incredible. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. Incredible, at, yeah, at roiding. Steroids <laughs> hey, are amazing. Are you guys... Are you guys uh, football fans here? Yes. Like NFL yeah. fans? So Very how do you so. guys – I so I'm I'm like a diehard Chicago Bears fan. I have been since I was like three years old. Yeah, it's rough. <laughs> but I, so I don't know where to draw the line with like, you know, voting with your dollars and like tuning out. Like I, I stuck around last year through all like the BLM social justice stuff and I just tuned it out. I'm like, okay, whatever. And then this year they've got like the color-coded wristbands for vaccination status. I said the V word again, damn it. But um, I, it's like, I don't want to support it, but I also like just want to cheer for the guys who are based that have the yellow wristbands. I mean, where do you guys fall on that? God. Uh, it's so hard because I, I do love football. And honestly, NFL might be my favorite. I also, I'm a big college fan, but like NFL, like I'm a big Denver Broncos fan, which I was actually, I was really close to tweeting about today because we made a quarterback decision. And I was pretty upset about it. Drew Locke sucks. Who are you a fan of, Cole? The Broncos. <clears throat> the Broncos. Why yeah. the fuck are you a fan of the Broncos? <laughs> my my grandpa is from Denver, so oh, okay. my dad <laughs> just kind of passed it's, down to me. It's but like, fat, I, it's Fat Dave joined the Mile High Club. That's why. Yes, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Fat but Dave, I, did you hear about Jay Cutler speaking to the yeah. Bears and Broncos? Yep. Oh, so Jay Cutler's base, dude. Yeah, he yeah. is. Oh my god, dude! And he gave the smoking most Jay. Jay Cutler. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, he gave the most smoking Jay. I don't give a fuck response to getting dumped by Uber Eats for his anti-mask stuff. He's like, he's <laughs> like, I don't Uber really Eats. care. Wait, hang on. What the fuck did he have to do with Uber Eats? So Jay Cutler had an endorsement deal with Uber Eats. Like he was ah, doing commercials for him. Yeah, and then awesome. he tweeted something about the governor of Tennessee barring uh, mask mandates in schools. And Jay Cutler's like, oh, good for Tennessee. And then Uber's like. We are on a, a mission to get all of America the COVID hanging, and we are not interested in working with people who aren't aligned with this. And Cutler, so they dumped Cutler, and then Cutler tweets out, he's like, he's like, cool by me, sort of frees up my weekends. Plus, I prefer to cook at home. Plus, I prefer to cook at home anyway. He says, I prefer to cook at home anyway. Like the most <laughs> That's great. He's amazing. <laughs> I fucking love Jake Cutler. I need to follow him on Twitter. He is so amazing. Just from like, just his whole outlook on the NFL too was basically like, yeah, I have a good arm. Like that's basically all I need. I'll just go out there. I'll sling it around a little bit. Me, me and my dad always said Jay Cutler, like he's as talented as they make him, but he just thought football was gay. Like he's like, uh, <laughs> kinda, like he's like, he's like, I don't really feel like doing this. You know, football's kind of gay. But yeah. yeah, dude, as time goes on, he's becoming my favorite Bears quarterback. Like the guy, the guy had an arm, you know, he's fun to watch. He just didn't give a shit. But going back yeah. to like the vaccine stuff with the, uh, and like, <gasps> like using, like, you know, uh, voting with your dollar. Honestly, I, I illegally stream everything I watch anyway. So, <laughs> because like, I can't, I'm not going to be able to watch any, I'm not going to be able to watch any Denver games in Alabama. So like, I'll just illegally stream it. But like, 
like whatever was happening to like DeAndre Hopkins whenever he came out and was just like, this is really dumb. I don't want to take the vax. And then yeah. he just got trashed on social media. It, it kind of it was kind of mixed, but it was just like I don't understand why y'all are doing these, these these guys, and I really hate it. And I hate the fucking NFL, the no fun league. But yeah, yeah. I'm still gonna watch my Broncos. I'll just Same. I'll just well, I won't. I'm not gonna. I won't watch your uh, ads. I'll legally stream it. I'll do the same with you know the NBA or something That's like that. That's what you do. You just That's don't fair. let them have your money. That's yeah. what I do. I don't watch anything yeah. except for MMA anymore, but I stream it all. Yeah, same and it's frustrating because it's like football and stuff. Like those are like an escape, like escape from politics and everyday life. Like and they just take yeah. that away from you and make it activism and shove it down your throat. Like I right. mean, I I stopped watching a couple of years ago, but I mean, I still love the sport of football, but I've kind of had enough of it too. Where it's just like I want to get away from this stuff, and you guys just. Mm-hmm like jam stuff that I disagree with down my throat and on my kids and I don't need to give you my time or money. Yeah. But there's also the thing where it's like, I'm not going to let them. Yeah. No, the UFC has been solid. Yeah. Well, except for the no fans. That's not them though. That's Vegas. That's not UFC. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You think Dana White wouldn't have fans if he had the choice? (laughs) Yeah. No, you're right. Hey, did you, did you guys see a few few pay-per-views ago trump was in the crowd but the espn refused to show him i didn't know that's wow. so bizarre that's yeah, so bizarre. petty yeah trump yeah. was trump was front row i saw you could see him in the corner he's in like the front row because you know him and dana white are boys and is that when they yeah, were in they, florida they, or something yeah i think it was and they Which wouldn't they show him. Dude, ja- jacksonville, jacksonville recently i believe yeah yeah, yeah i think it was that one yeah yeah they because he was he was front row and they they, they didn't show him didn't abc do that while he was in office like when they showed home alone 2 they, they cut out the scene where trump was yeah. in there and they're like oh it was a yeah. safe time for commercials I mean, it's like it was uh <laughs> yeah i, I think <laughs> in four canada, second in, thing in yeah, canada, canada they did yep. okay yeah, all right. right that's that's a little different but still it's ridiculous uh, canada yeah, dude, trump actually saved trump helped save the ufc back in yep. like the i think late 90s early 2000s like they were getting like john mccain was on his crusade to end human cockfighting instead of uh, actual genocide and uh, oh yeah, so so Dana or uh, Trump was like hosting the UFC fights at Trump hotels because it was radioactive back then. People looked at it like, you know, cavemen just smashing each other with clubs. Which, by the way, if you look back at the old UFC, like, yeah. at the beginning, <laughs> it was pretty bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, whenever they, I think at the beginning, I, I believe in Pride too, when they first started, you could still like kick to the balls. And no, like, yeah, not, you can never do that no in Pride. No, 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 Pride. You couldn't do that in Pride, but in the original UFC, yeah, there were no, there were really no rules except for the yeah. the referee would stop it when he was like, okay, that's enough. You could still do <laughs> like knees to the head on the ground. Like, oh, yeah, so there's bad. a. How is that any worse than taking a? You didn't see the knockout the other night where a guy did a fucking wheel kick, yeah, spinning with five seconds left on the clock. That yeah, was like that, how is how is getting kick, a knee yeah. to the head on the ground any worse than that? That's like getting it's hit not, in the head yeah. with a baseball bat by a fucking a power hitter. Kick, yeah. yeah, and the other thing well, is fighters will learn to adapt. Like. In pride, fighters learn to adapt. It's like, okay, if I'm on the ground and bottom, I'm just going to move so I don't get kneed in the fucking head. Like, that's right, just yeah. part of the game now. And if there I get wasn't clocked that in the head, I get knocked it. out. Yeah, there no, wasn't yeah. that much of it. And it's not it's not that worse than being in a Muay Thai clinch and having somebody fucking knee you in the face like that. It's really not that much worse. It's the same no. fucking... It's, it's all brain damage at the end of the day. Okay. <laughs> right. But, I mean, would you rather have the other brain damage of your balls? Like... Wear a favorite. Where My favorite clip from the early UFC days, I can't remember who it was, but there was a fighter that was, he was on top in side control and the fighter on bottom was holding onto a guillotine 
from bottom inside control, which you're never, it's never been finished. Like you just, that's how you get a damn Darst. That's how you get Darst. Uh, you, you, yeah, you can. Well, there's a Von Flu choke. That's really, that's what I mean. Von Flu. I'm fucking retarded. Right. So, so, uh, but this guy was, he's, so he's on top inside control. He's getting guillotined and he just starts wailing on the other dude's wiener, just hitting his, (laughs) (laughs) Joe's son. That's what his name. Joe's son. Look at that. You got your, yeah, you got your MMA history down. Yeah. The guy, he just started He started, he hit him like three times in the balls. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was brutal. Or whenever but, they would like, there's that clip of the the huge black fat guy. Like I'm talking fat guy versus Emmanuel, that, like, Emmanuel it, Newton. Probably. Yeah, they're just. Oh fighting. no, Emmanuel Yarbrough. I'm sorry, Emmanuel Yarbrough. And the fat guy just keeps trying to like get him on the ground and just like basically lay on him, and he cannot. It, so like they did some crazy shit back in the day. Yeah, yeah. dude. I mean, the first ever dude. fight was a uh, kickboxer versus sumo, and he kicked the fucking dude's tooth out. And it landed on um, Jim Brown's desk. So, like, the you watch the UFC one. Uh, it was mm-hmm. Brian Kilmeade was there. Brian Kilmeade, like, from Fox and Friends, like, weekends or whatever, <laughs> was, like, the color commentator, like, interviewer guy. But, yeah, there were some fun ones back then. There was George. Uh, George Superfoot Wallace was the main commentator. Uh, Jim Brown, the football player, was in the color commentary. Yep, yep. And uh, some, I think some fucking some. I, I don't know who the other guy, Brian Kilmeade. I'm not sure who that was, but yeah, I remember there being three people. Oh, dude, and, you'd um, recognize him. I forget the guy's name, but yeah, he was a French kickboxer, and there was a oh, big old sumo wrestler. He kicked his teeth out. Yeah. yeah. And then, and they then got the Joe, other one. Oh, he's hurt, Rogan. Um, yeah, that was that was that was way later. Um, they had one where Art Art Jimerson, a boxer, wore one boxing glove fighting Hoist Gracie. And Hoist yep. got him down and got him into full mouth, and he immediately tapped. That, yeah, I yeah, remember. That I remember great. that too. I, I remember watching that also. Obviously, not yeah, old and his idea. This... Oh, yeah, no. So I mean, we're we're a couple years apart, so we weren't alive for either of this or old enough to watch. But yeah, his idea with the one boxing glove is he heard this guy was a grappler, so he's like, yep. "I'm gonna jab him so much that I'm gonna end up breaking my hand, but I want one free hand to be able to grab." And it was just the dumbest game plan that's ever been devised. <laughs> <laughs> What's crazy too is like when they used to like they didn't nobody at that time were wearing the basically the spandex shorts and so like they were all just wearing whatever they really wanted to and so you had the guys coming in with the with the uh, the geese on yeah and then that's just like did. oh yeah hoist and then finally uh, who was the one that uh, beat him and basically was using that to their advantage like using his gi as leverage. Oh. Uh, that's. I mean, that's just kind of a thing you do in jujitsu. I don't know if who but first like, beat Hoyce in the UFC, but uh, Matt Hughes was, was actually the first guy yeah, to beat Hoyce. Matt, Matt Hughes was. No. That, I don't think. I don't think Hoyce lost in the UFC when he before he got out. Because he won the first three. Was he won the first three. three. Yeah, yeah, I don't think. But I don't think he ever. Then, I don't think he ever well, lost. I could be wrong about that. And what year was it? The ABC did that documentary calling Ken Shamrock the most dangerous human being on the planet planet you remember that was uh, that like that had to have been after ufc3 because hoist gracie won all those yeah he lost it he lost to matt hughes yeah but they oh, weren't he wasn't it. in a gi for that that was that was in the more modern era where he was uh oh yeah it was in 2006 yeah that was when he was he wasn't wearing a gi for that i i think that there was a fight with um kazushi sakuraba where they went for like a full 90 minutes yeah, and the Gracie that was killer in, in Japan. That's that's who I was thinking of. That's but they, what I was thinking like, of. Like there was a stalemate. They were both really good grapplers, and they neither of them were given any ground. Like it just was a stalemate, pretty much. 
Um, I think he technically lost the fight with Sakuraba because he technically gave up. Uh, he, yeah, he, he lost. TKO corner stoppage. Yeah. Uh, six 15-minute rounds. I, I want to say that that was the fight that Hoy said he couldn't see, like his, he, which is bullshit. Like he, like I was so tired that I lost my sight and I told my dad I cannot go on any longer. I'm pretty sure that's what he said, which is bullshit. You don't lose your sight from being tired. No, I don't know. Six 15 minute rounds. <laughs> At the end of that, I don't know what kind of like the they have never tested a human that far before. No, you could <laughs> grapple. You could grapple that much, Nick. You've probably grappled for hours, huh? Uh yeah yeah, I've, yeah I had you a could submission, do it. I had a submission only uh, match that was no time limit like five years ago, and we went like forty three minutes. That was yeah. Rough. Well, that's hard, but you could do it. Like you could survive. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm saying like I mean that the thing was Hoist just I just think he knew he was gonna lose because Sakuraba was a fucking. They didn't know they didn't know he had him figured out. Like Sakuraba was the was a Japanese catch wrestler. This was like like say uncle type shit that Sakuraba was doing, and they're like, wow, he had a fuck he could figure us out, and nobody could call because the thing about the Gracies was Hoist wasn't even the best one of the family. It was always Hickson, the older yeah. brother. And Hoist was mm -hmm. like the smallest one, the least physically imposing one. And I don't know if this is true or not, but there's the rumor that like the, the thing that they say is like they sent Hoist because he was the smaller guy. And he was like, We're not even gonna send our best guy. Our yeah. shit is so good. We're gonna send the weak. We're gonna send the runt of the litter to beat all y'all asses. And then he won like eleven fights in a row because nobody knew what the fuck jujitsu was. He goes over to Japan and fights this Japanese guy, Kazushi Sakuraba. I'm like, how the fuck does this guy know how to do this shit? This is crazy. <laughs> so I think I think that's what it was. Was that he just he couldn't he knew he couldn't beat him. So he's like, well, you know, we'll say I can't see. You know, uh, so there's no video of this, but have you ever heard the story about Hickson Gracie? And it was either I can't remember if it was uh, Mark. Schultz or uh, or Dave Schultz, whichever brother is still alive, they fought on a beach in Rio de Janeiro I've in heard the nineties, and they fought for like two hours, and then eventually just like called it a stalemate. Like an yeah. Olympic wrestler and the greatest jujitsu guy ever. Like I would pay to be a fly on the wall for that. Man. Dude, I can imagine the chafing from all that sand. <laughs> yeah, that'd be brutal. Yeah, like, <laughs> fuck. Yeah. How'd you grapple in sand? That's so stupid. Two hours of grappling in sand. Yeah. Like, you're, I mean, the middle part of your balls. I mean, they're just going to, I mean, <laughs> you honestly. <laughs> like, Dude, people brutal. pay for that. It's microdermabrasion. You go to the spa for that shit. It's not micro when a dude has your, like, basically <laughs> your, his, your head in his crotch. And he's he's like trying to choke you out. <laughs> he's trying to choke yeah. you out. It's not micro anymore. You wind up getting so, sand in your pee hole, and then you have to, like, pass it like a stone. Ugh. No, that, that, that <laughs> wouldn't happen. <laughs> I was going to ask you, beans. Nick has uh Nick Ashley. Have you gotten any recognition from Malice yet for the white women must be stopped thing? Or is I, he's, uh... I actually he was doing a live stream and I was the first super chat. I super chatted five bucks just to ask because this is the story that I think it happened. I don't think he remembers it, but Drew Hancock, who's my boy, I love Drew. Shout out to him. Um, he makes videos and he featured me like uh, in one of his videos. The clip of me saying on the Tower Gang show white women must be stopped and Miles watches drew's uh videos and so we think that that's where he got it from or maybe he saw one of the tweets i don't know because i super chatted Miles today i was like hey uh did you get white women must be stopped from that clip in drew's video i'm the guy in the clip and he was just like I don't remember where I got it from. I, I don't know if it was on Twitter. It might have been the video. I'm sorry, but if it was you, Mazeltov, 
So that's fine. I don't care. I'm just like, cool. it's just funny because I've seen him get mad at other people for not crediting him with stuff that he said, yeah. like progressivism yeah. or conservatism is progressivism driving the speed limit. I've seen people use it and he scolds them for not giving him credit for it. So I'm like, if you, <laughs> if, if he genuinely doesn't remember where he got, I really don't care that much. I, I really don't. Right. It would be cool. But if he genuinely doesn't they remember, do I, I stopped, care even though. less. You're right. That's what they do. <laughs> Dude, it's just such potent, just awesome rhetoric. You know, it's just like, like it, it kind of triggers like this. Oh, did you just say something taboo? And then it's like, no, white women. It's just, it's so perfect. <laughs> it sticks in your head. You could put it on a bumper oh. sticker. I love it. Yeah. I don't even care about the tab. What bothers me more about it, and I've spoken about this before, but every time, <laughs> not every time, oftentimes there's some white blue check or not even blue check, but like wannabe blue check on Twitter acting up and somebody will say it, say it on Twitter. Why it must be stopped and tag me. I'm like, why? Like this, <laughs> why? Why are you dragging me into this? I don't know this person you're arguing with. Why? Why are you doing this to me? And like, it's just, it's just, it's all right. It's what it is. It's not because they want you to get into the argument. It's, it's to give you credit for the white women must be stopped. That's what it is. Well, they'll do that. And they post the, the, the book edit I made. The original thing that I made, White Women Must Be Stopped, like with me, w w originally it was Rothbard on the cover until I realized like I could put myself on the cover um, <laughs> because the book is the Justin, the book, the original book that I, that I was inspired, that inspired that design, or it was a direct edit from that design of um, An Enemy of the State by Justin Raimondo, the, the, the little bio, the biography he did of, of, of Rothbard. Mm -hmm. And so it, the original covers... The original one is White Women Must Be Stopped by Nicholas Ashley, but Rothbard is on the picture. And every now and then I'll see that and be like, oh, here, has have the uh, have the updated copy, the second edition <laughs> with me on it. <laughs> but people will post the image, and if you post that, it's got my name on it. You don't need to tag me in it. It's fine. Like, it's, you true. know. It's hilarious. I love it. Dude, I, I so, love it. They, and they, they do need to be stopped. So I, I saved that, the the rev b edition with your your picture on it yeah, I um it's it's in my favorites album just to in case i, haven't <laughs> it. I got a few Taylor people I, yeah. I live it i live i'm not going to go into any more detail than that but i i live it you live the, what the i'm model. sorry oh, oh yeah yeah what's uh, what's less i say what's less forgivable the fact that i voted for john mccain when i was 18 or the fact that i married a white woman John McCain. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely, so. definitely John McCain. I was 18. I apologize. I was I was a uh... when we're talking mm. about these white women, Travis, who's been in the chat, Travis Tyree, he refers to the these evil progressive white women as the daughters of the witches we didn't burn. So I don't know where he got that from, but I got that from him. So that's I'm going good. to credit him with it. If he's Travis, if you're still here, you could say where you got that from. But that's like, that's what we, we know. People that know, they know. Like I've got, like, I mean, I'm white, barely, but I am white. <laughs> and that's questionable. So, questionable. Mo well, most of the people I know are white, <laughs> you know, like my mother. And, and you know, like clearly they, I'm not talking about them. My mom doesn't need to be stopped else I wouldn't be here. So it's like, we know right. people who, people who know, they fucking, they know. <laughs> like, <come on. laughs> yeah, it's the college educated ones that are like in their early 30s that are living in the right. suburbs. I mean, you know exactly. Everyone knows the person. Yeah. Right. Progressive. I got, I got, a, few, uh, I got a few people that I know like that are friends of friends that are like the riding with like, 
I've thought about sharing that picture on some of their idiotic uh, social media commentary, but Please I just don't know do. if, I, if I need to start those bridges just yet. Oh, I get you. That's fair. It's a little, a little close to home, you know? Slap it By on the way, also, the, basically, the men, the progressive men are still just white women also, so they, they fall yeah. into the category. They're, they're, it's true. not far off. <laughs> Well, yeah, the if balls stop, have been clipped. If you stop white women, you're going to be pretty much eliminating HR departments. So that's, that's yeah, doing. right, exactly. <laughs> well, that's that's the, the Lord's point. work. We're just getting to the root. That's yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, yeah. we're we're a little over time. Uh, we never formally discussed how long we would go, but I do got to get out of here. But um, three hours, guys. Uh, plug away your twitters and podcasts and everything. I'm going to go first. Are you going to go last, Nick? All right, so I'm, I'm Fat Comic Dave on Twitter, and then the Tower Power Hour, me and Toad uh, host that, and Nick is also on there. We host that at uh, Tower Power Hour on YouTube and all the other places you can find it, and then Tower Gang Pod on Twitter. Um, I think Toad can probably speak to what's coming up next, but you know, if you, you haven't seen us, we have Nick on, we have Jose Galison on, we have Reed Coverdale and Clint... Um, Clint uh, Russell from Liberty Lock Pod. We got all these guys coming on and we shoot the shit kind of like we did in here today with y'all. Uh, we can get, I think the way um, Jose puts it is we can do pee pee poo poo and then we can do big brain time. So that's how we like to, we kind of like to have a, you know, 80 20 on that with uh, pee pee poo poo. <laughs> big brain. Oh, yeah. Sometimes the ratio is a little bit different, but yeah. Yeah, I'm... it depends on who we got. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'm Toad, Anarcho Toad on Twitter. As Fat Dave said, I'm on the Tower Power Hour. Um, and we got coming up on our next show on Tuesday next week because I have a fantasy football draft on Monday. And Tuesday we got Tho Bishop and Neocon Remover, and I'm pretty sure Nick is going to be with us on that one, right? Sweet. Yes, and, I will be. Yeah, and then we got Justin O'Donnell the following night. So we're doing two episodes next week. Uh, and we're going to have a 9-11 special, which I don't know if we're revealing what's going to be on that. We got Spike Cohen coming up after that. Oh, and before that, we have a couple other episodes, too, with uh, The Philosopher, and we got the Hoppian guys coming on, Jared and Taylor. So we got we got a bunch of good stuff coming up. And we're gonna well, we can say the dates. That. So no, Neocon Remover the thirty first. Neocon Remover and Tho Bishop the thirty first. Yeah. Uh, Philosopher on the September sixth. September sixth. Yeah. Uh, the the Hoppian gentleman on September eighth. Spike Cohen Jared, on September thirteenth. Jared Taylor. You said his name was. They're, we're going to be making a Jared yeah. Taylor joke. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. And, 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 and Justin O'Donnell is on nine one. Oh, okay. Dude, okay. The day after. Okay. We've gotten so packed because, like, we just everybody wants to get, it's trying to get on, and then we're like, we're oh, big shit. stars. <laughs> it's yeah. like, we, oh, and I should probably like tell. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. Kind no, of I'm just saying we feel like big stars, but we're just fucking retards, and just basically there's people that are refreshed. Yeah. Um, yes. So next Wednesday for our show, we've got the big who would win in a fight MMA bracket among uh, political figures. Um, and that's going to be uh, El Pulpo, me, Tyler, Mike, oh, uh, hell yeah. Kelly Patrick, uh, who's a, a MMA commentator, martial arts guy, and then Adam Nutter, comedian, libertarian. Oh, guy. Great. So, yeah, so we're going to I'll send you guys the brackets. And actually, Fat Dave is in one of the like one of the brackets is heavyweights. Yeah, we've got like our governor in Illinois. We've got Rosie. O- oh, no. 
We froze. Oh no! Shit! Oh, no. You're here. You're here. There you are. We heard, we heard Rosie O. You froze on Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. So that's Rosie O'Donnell is going to be in there. Let me pull up. I got the fights right here. Let's see who Fat Dave is fighting. We've got heavyweights, geriatric division, beta male division, the wild card round, and then women's division slash men over sixty five. Um, so Fat Dave is fighting. Uh, oh. James Comey. That's going to be a good one. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. Comey's like a, a two feet taller than you. Yeah, but yeah, is, yeah, is, is it like power. fucking giant? Yeah, yeah, yeah but he's a faggot, so. Yeah, is it, is it Fat Dave <laughs> as in actually me or Fat Dave as in who I portray? That's, Your it, avatar. It, my avatar. Oh, my avatar could beat any, up anybody, dude. He has, <laughs> Fat I mean, Dave's avatar is the He has 30 seconds. He has 30 seconds of basically prize fighter in him. But after that, like he has no stamina, but 30 seconds, <laughs> yeah, he will enough. fuck anybody up. Well, dude, I mean, James Comey's like 70 and, you know, he's going to use a lot of oxygen being that big of a man. So I've got <laughs> right. that, Dave. I'll give my full analysis. We're going to actually do like a real analysis of this, like oh, as martial, so so great. martial artists, libertarians, or as I call them, martial autists. So it's going to be fun. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, James Comey. I thought you meant James Corden. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're both no FBI ads. man. Yeah, <laughs> I gotcha. Hell yeah! But uh, awesome. yeah, no, it's gonna be fun. So awesome! Look All right, guys, uh, we're gonna get out of here. I'm gonna end the broadcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah thanks, thanks for having us on. Thanks yeah. for having us on. Yeah, that's fun. Peace. We'll see y'all.